0: Welcome, everybody, to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. I'm Jason, and we have Kim. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We've got Lisa. Hello. Did you say hi, Lisa? Say hi.
1: I did. Are you not hearing
0: me? Oh, I didn't hear it come through. We're on Zoom. To All of us are on Zoom today. Josh, welcome, sir, from Florida.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, exciting to be here today. And uh, Christine is out. We love her yeah but she is off for the day she's also in a time of rest and so uh, we're grateful for the lord leading her into that and doing what he's doing uh with her so uh, we'll introduce our guests here in just a moment but first as in typical kingdom builders fashion we want to give a shout out Out. (laughs) it's pretty good Uh, to our new patrons. So, Kingdom Builders is a ministry that uh, uses Patreon as our platform for people to um, to give to support the ministry, but also be Kingdom Builders with us. And so, Kim, partner with us. Partner with us. That's what I. That's right. what I meant. And so, uh, Kim, tell us who our new patrons are.
3: So we have one new patron this month, and her name is Susan. So we want to say welcome, Susan. We're glad to have you along with us and really looking forward to getting to know you. Um, One of the things about being a kingdom builder along with us is that, yes, we have this team that is actually ever expanding. So with Jason, myself, Christine, Lisa, and Joshua, um, but we also have those of you who partner with us. So Kingdom Builders. And the whole thing is, this is not about... One person lifting another person up, um, anybody being higher than the other. It's really about walking shoulder to shoulder and seeing the Lord's kingdom come to earth. And that is what we are about. We're about our father's business. And if we can partner with anybody who is like-minded, then that's what we want to do. And. So that's that's kind of who we are with Kingdom Builders, and that's why people partner with us. And so we're really, really excited to have you along with us, Susan.
0: That's why Kim is the official spokesperson for Kingdom Builders, because <laughs> she does a really great job of explaining who we are and what we do.
3: There is no official spokesperson, but thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. So part of being a, a Kingdom Builder, you have access to all kinds of awesome Uh, Maybe we'll call them perks through the different tiers head on over to patreon.com slash kingdom builders to find out what some of those are and if you want to partner with us in the ministry So one of the perks of being a kingdom builders that you get to be a part of these awesome Podcast recordings and so we want to welcome some of our kingdom builders here today. We have Shelly say hello, Shelly Hi everyone Hello, hello. Good to have you. Good to see you. And we also have Janine. Hi, Janine. Hey, everybody. And Janine joining us from her vehicle. And so <laughs> she's committed to log in from wherever she can. So we appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna get rolling into the uh, into the meat of the podcast today. And so Kim has something on her heart that she wants to share with everybody, and then we'll have some conversation about it. And so, Kim, you want to take it away? Absolutely. So it's funny, right as we logged on to
3: Zoom to do this podcast with everybody, we were chatting a bit with um, Janine and Shelly beforehand. And Janine asked how our trip was when we went to South Africa. And that was back in March, and it was wonderful. Um, But while we were there, the father really started – revealing some things to us and i don't know expanding us growing us stretching us in all the directions to be able to really start focusing and growing more in this direction and so what i want to talk about today um because this is some of the stuff that the father has been talking to us about is citizenship so we all know that in scripture Um, I believe it was Paul who talks about being citizens of heaven in Philippians, right? And so that's who we're supposed to be as Christ followers, as we're walking alongside Yeshua and really functioning from a place of being a son. But I think as the body... Not everybody knows what that is supposed to look like. How are we supposed to function? What is this supposed to look like? How do we walk this out on a daily basis? And so that's really the conversation I want to have today. I think there are a few things that we can really look at. Like, what does it look like to be a citizen of the world? What does it look like to be a dual citizen, to be a citizen both of the world and of heaven? And what would it look like to be a citizen of heaven and really walk that out? Let's talk about this. What, what does it look like to be a citizen of the world and be a Christ follower?
4: I think it's hard right now. Um, and just what I'm experiencing, I've never seen such oppression in the United States is what we're feeling right now, that the spiritual battle is higher than I've ever seen. Um, So it's kind of hard right now. Um, You're trying to stay focused at the same time, things are making me angry. And so I battle not being angry and looking at it from heaven perspective on what's going on, not being in the flesh and, let my temper get away with me in my mouth, get away with me at times. Um, I want to speak blessings and not curses. Right. So it's a struggle right now.
3: I think this is something that happens. Absolutely. I think everyone has these struggles um, because at least in the U S and I will say in my experience, how I grew up in public school, we were really taught to be very proud of being an American, Mm -hmm. Um, that we're really to look at the U.S. as number one in the world. Um, We really put the United States up here on this pedestal and we're citizens. And so we should be proud of this and we should walk that out and we should look like this. We should sound like this, all the things. Um, But I think what comes with that is at least... And again, I'm talking from my own experience, but I was really taught to put America as an idol, to make America this idol and put it on this pedestal as being higher than everything else. Right. So then when, then I was in the middle of being a teenager and got saved, and then I meet the Lord and I'm to have no other idols, uh, like no, nothing is supposed to be a, be above him. But then we don't even talk about this. Let's just say this. We don't even talk about this in church about putting our citizenship or where we come from as an idol. You know what I mean? But as this, as a citizen of the world, I think this means that we're subject to the laws here. Absolutely. Right. It means that we operate in their systems in the world system. So whether that may be with employment or with finances or with government, right. um, any my of initial, those.
0: My initial thought, Kim was just the idea of being governed. So as a citizen mm-hmm. of the United States of America, we are governed by those that we put into power uh, through democracy. You know, I mean, this is, very technical. We know how we all feel about that, but just that idea that there, again, yeah, you said it, there's a system that we submit to that has a certain set of rules and laws and governance over our daily lives, what we can and can't do, what happens with our money, how we own land and function and live and, and move and have our being. Now, I mean, going into scripture, like in him, we move and have our being, but <clears throat> as a United States citizen, yeah, we, we are subject to all of those laws that have been put into place that um, are over us and that we're to submit to so.
4: mm-hmm
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would even talk about the natural laws that we're subject to. I mean, we're subject to gravity, <laughs> you know, and if we want to get real wacky, I'm going to just jump right over to being a citizen of heaven. Do we have to be subject to the natural laws of the earth? I don't believe that we do if we're sourcing everything from him and we're living completely from heaven and completely out of who we were created to be as sons.
2: You know what I mean? So
3: there are even systems like that, that, I, five years ago, I never would have questioned ever. I wouldn't have been like, Oh my gosh, why would I not be subject to gravity? I would say, of course I'm subject to gravity. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, you made the point of natural law and then being a citizen of heaven and that being a super natural. So it supersedes the natural it's we're, we're above that. We're beyond that. We're not totally subject to it. And so, you can get a little wacky and start saying, "Well, I'm not subject to physics <laughs> of, you know, the law of physics or the law of this or the law of that or time and all these different things." There's a lot of different ways to go with that. Mhm.
3: Okay, so I think I think some of these things are like like we said, just natural laws and systems that we are subject to if we're citizens of the world. Um, how, how does one step out of that? Or are we supposed to step out of that? You know, I think
1: as we've been talking and I've been, cause I think, you know, you kind of get in your way of how you engage in heaven and live in the earth. And mm-hmm. um, so I was sitting here trying to process what is, what is it that I do that makes me be in both places? Um, and my goal is to be a citizen of heaven at a higher reality than earth, which is, um, you know, easier sometimes than others. But what I was seeing was that, you know, when we step into that reality of what is offered us through the resurrection power, Mm -hmm. and by stepping into, to Christ, um, keys are released from heaven that unlock things here on the earth Mm -hmm. that would not otherwise be unlocked to us. And earth reacts to that when those keys come through us. And um, I think that's how we kind of defy the laws (laughs) of -hmm. physics and defy government and processes and find things, you know, physical and spiritual that shouldn't be there. Otherwise it's just by living in that place where you choose and it's so intentional. It's so intentional to be in heaven more than earth. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's choosing to set your um, way of thinking, your mindset to say, "I, I choose to see heaven today. I choose to see it on earth and I choose to see what was intended to be here on earth more than what is actually showing itself today. Yeah. If that makes sense.
3: Absolutely. I think a really important thing with this too is even if we look at the world systems um, for citizenship, if you are a citizen of one place and you want to be a citizen of another place, There's a whole process of application and going through testing and all of these things that you have to do, but that's not the way with heaven. Like this truly is an open invitation once you really are following Yeshua, right? So once you make the decision to partner with him as your Lord and Savior and get saved, as we all say, um, that is then your citizenship is open and available to you from there. There's no like testing process. There's no waiting period. There's none of that. It's just open to you. And it is a choice. It is like truly choosing to focus on that and make that more your reality than making the systems here, your reality. And I, I, I will be the first to say I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know scripture inside and out. Um, but what I do know is I know a lot of the gist, but I just keep having so much stuff popping up as we're talking about this, that is reinforcing this. When Paul to the Romans in, 12, in uh, chapter 12, he talks about do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. Um But I think this just goes to reinforce this, like we really are not supposed to, as we're following Yeshua, we're not supposed to be conforming to the patterns of this world. We're not supposed to look like we're from here because we're not. And our focus really should be there. And the more that our focus is there, the more we start looking like we're from there. People will see us on the street in the earth and go, you're not from here, are you? (laughs) You know, and that's a good thing. This really is a good thing because when we start stepping into being citizens of heaven and operating from that, we're not operating as slaves anymore. We're not operating as employees anymore. We're not operating as anything but sons. Right. So when we are in the earth As a citizen of heaven, we are as a representative of heaven on the earth. And there's a lot of power that comes with that. And I don't mean power to lord over someone, but there's a lot that can change a lot of people's lives just in how we walk, if we can walk as citizens of heaven in the earth.
1: Now, I would add to that, there's, you know, not conforming to the patterns of the world, Uh a lot of times um, we see things that don't seem to make sense and we dismiss them because the world says, don't, don't let your, don't run away in your imagination or don't let your imagination run away with you. And that's um, the opposite of what, um, how we should be functioning. (laughs) Because when, for example, um my office window looks out onto a wheat field where i live i mean where i work and one of the days i i had been very intentional about seeing you know heaven and how earth reacts to heaven and so i saw the image in the way the wheat was blowing of a lion pretty simple very easy to say oh That's just my imagination, but I chose to focus on that instead, even though it wasn't logical that there's a really a lion and it opened up, you know, a whole bunch of heaven to me that day as I focused on that and father showed me how um, there was actually, you know, from heaven, roaring lions helping me battle through what I was going through that day. And I was actually seeing it manifest in the earth through what I, how the wheat field was blowing. And so things like that are really, really powerful. And if I had said, oh, that's neat. It looks like a lion and not said, oh, heaven's trying to get my attention. I would have missed all of that that day. And it was huge for me. And so I think we do that when you see something that doesn't quite make logical sense or looks like something, maybe it shouldn't. I think that's a big, um, you know, flag, heaven's waving, going,
3: look, pay attention. Right. Focus here. Focus here. Yeah. I I think that is... I love that you brought that up because when we talk about not conforming to the patterns of this world, if you see something that doesn't look like the pattern of this world, pay attention, refocus. It yes. is again. Yeah. It's a huge waving flag. It's a blinking light. It is say, hey. It's saying, hey, refocus on the place where you're supposed to be focusing because there's something that is needing to happen. There's something you need to know. There's something that needs to be released. There's something who knows. But it's all about, yes, where are you focusing? Totally agree. Does anybody else have anything to add?
0: Yeah, I do. I was in typical Jason fashion. I'm thinking about this scripture. um, Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. I remember looking it up one time, and I'm looking at it now. And if you look at the interlinear Bible, which is the original Greek, it actually says, do not be conformed to this age, which is super interesting to me. Um, And just the definition there, an age, a cycle of time, um, especially of the present age as contrasted with the future age. And so if you think about that, do not be conformed to the pattern of this age. And we think of things to come. We think of heaven coming to earth. We think of a new earth and a new heaven. We think of, um, God with us and the full restoration of all things. And so if we look to what is to come and scripture tells us basically don't conform to what you think or don't conform to how people are acting in the present time, actually set your sights on what the future will bring because that is what's happening. Heaven is coming. And so we function in such a way that heaven is here. Not that it's coming. If that makes sense. So rather than I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you why they translated it world. And it makes sense. We're not citizens of earth. We're not of the world. We're in it, not of it. All of that makes sense. And it, and it works when we talk about it. But when you really look at that term age, I feel like it just really opens up a new idea of a pattern of an age versus a pattern of a world. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so just this idea of, functioning now in a way that things will be right. It's kind of like engaging the timeline is one of the things that we've talked about. So Mm -hmm. scripture is basically saying, don't allow this present age to dictate how you function and what pattern you hold to engage a different time, engage the new era now. (sighs) I think that makes
3: perfect sense because as we're talking about being a citizen of the world, this is one of the systems that is here that we just submit to is time, right? And so when we want to talk about being citizens of heaven, we would be operating outside of time and time is subject to us and how we function, not the other way around. You know what I mean? So when we look at it like that, yes, don't don't conform to the pattern of this age. Don't conform to the pattern of this time, because we're not really having to be subject to that. Though we do live here on a timeline, when we function from heaven, we have access to all parts of the timeline.
0: Yeah. What's, what's really interesting is that, you know, there's the scripture that says, as he is we are, as Christ is, so are we. And there are a lot of things that Christ is presently now, but we've, we've partnered with the idea of death ushering in that, of us being that way. So, for instance, um, God, the Father, Yeshua, they are infinite beings. They exist outside of the timeline the moment that we become in christ and we're born again not of we're not it's not a human birthing it's a supernatural spirit birthing born in the spirit born of the spirit we enter into eternal life so let's just say i gave my life to christ on june 1st 1994 at that moment i stepped into eternity rather than when I my body dies, now I'm an eternal being. Now I'm an eternal being now as spirit that inhabits this physical body, but we don't think like eternal beings. We don't act like eternal beings. We act like withering away, dying, sick, diseased flesh people, wearing a skin suit, walking the earth, trying to be spiritual, but still submitting and succumbing to what's happening in our body and and what is happening in the world around us, right, but right now we are infinite yeah I'm an eternal being spirit say, or, uh yeah, spirit says that um even though I die, i live so i don't I don't die, I live, and so there's no death that brings me into existing as this internal internal be, eternal being it's a matter of what is reality, what is the truth of my citizenship of heaven, and am I actually stepping it, into it now, or am I partnering with some lie that says it's something that I acquired later?
1: I think that's really, really valid and important. Um, and I think there's ways we can practice that easily in our daily Walk here on the earth of focusing on heaven instead of here, even when we're doing things as simple as eating or sleeping or walking, you know, down a trail, practicing focusing on heaven while you're doing earthly things, then it becomes a natural thing and a second, you know, nature, so to speak, as to put yourself in heaven while you're doing tasks here so that when you get put in that position where you know there's a a major um pivotal thing going on such as a medical condition or a financial crisis that is manifesting in the earth you can put yourself somewhere else on that timeline where the technology is there that's not here now or the finances are abundant where there don't you don't see that on earth Mm -hmm. but then you have already been practicing how to live in heaven while you're doing earthly things and so then when you're in those situations you don't panic you just go to heaven and let what happens in heaven be released here through that situation if, if that makes sense but it starts small it starts with Daily little things.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I think you see that even um, displayed in the Bible. I'm thinking of, um, I think it's Peter maybe who is asking Yeshua, um, it's like tax time and he's asking him like, am I supposed to pay taxes on the earth if I'm a citizen of heaven and Jesus's response to him is not verbatim but it's along the lines of um you know give to Caesar what Caesar's but what a lot of people miss is like what comes after that is um it says so you can keep the peace and so it's he's not telling him to pay it because you're in that You're in that system and that's what you're supposed to do. He's telling him to pay it because he's currently, you know, occupying that land and, uh, you know, we're supposed to, he's, um, you know, he's helping him uh, step into uh, how to be in the earth, but not be from the earth. And even in that example, the method of which he pays it is supernatural. You know, he doesn't have him go toil and and strive for it. He, you know, sends him to rest. He sends him to fish and his supplies his needs through a place of rest.
3: Mm. That's good. That's really good. And that I think that leads perfectly back into. What i was talking about when we started this when we spent some time in south africa we went thinking that oh the father's gonna show us this new system and he's gonna show us what to do to get this new system established but what he did when we were there was he started unwinding us from the world systems and in particular of this system of being busy and of being a slave and operating as an employee into this place of being a son, like purely being a son. And what that looked like in such a simple form was waking up every day and going to the father and saying, okay, father, what is it today? What do you need me to do today? And truly, I laugh about this, but it is the truth and it is sad to say about my own state. But for me, it was a good week and a half of every day going to him and being like, okay, what are we going to do? I know you sent us here to do something. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And him having to go, you need to chill out and rest, relax, chill and It was nothing more than that. But what he was doing in that is he was unwinding, at least for me, and Josh, you can pipe in about this too. For me, he was unwinding me from the last 20 years of my life being an employee and always having to have something to show for my time that I spent here, my time and energy that I'm spending here produces some sort of result. Right, And what he was doing is he was just taking that off layer by layer and showing me how to actually be a son, like truly he's the father, truly I'm a son, and how to source from him and not from some result that shows up in the earth and not spending myself to then make something so that everyone else can then think that I'm worthwhile or something so there was some big concepts that were being unlocked in this very simple practice of just resting with him and only relying on him to tell me what the next step was and one of the most beautiful things for me and if you guys have heard this before i'm sorry but it was just this impactful and so i tend to talk about it all the time is that probably about a week and a half into this time of him just being like, just chill out, just rest, you have to relax. And unwinding us from this um, and really talking to us about being sons and about being about the father's business. This is what it was. It's not being about our business. It's not being about whatever the world is dictating that we're supposed to be about, but it is truly being about his business we were out one day for a walk. We would just, I mean, we were just resting and relaxing every day because that's what he was saying to do. And so most days we would go for a walk along the beach. Being from Kansas, a landlocked state is a really nice thing to have a beach to go walk on. (laughs) And so this is what we would do. But there was one day about a week and a half in that we got about I don't know, two thirds, three quarters of the way down where we were gonna go and turn around and come back when clouds rolled in and it started pouring down rain. So we turned around and started coming back, but there's no like, oh, we'll just hop in the car and go back. No, we have to walk the rest of the way back. And so we wind up drenched. Um, And honestly, laughing the entire time, the whole walk back It was just, it was very light. It wasn't like, oh, this ruined it. It was not that at all. Um, so that was the first time. But then every day thereafter, when we would go to walk, regardless of what the skies would look like, it would start raining. And it didn't matter what time of day we did it. One day we were like, okay, in the afternoon, it rains every time we go out for a walk. So we'll go this morning we'll just go walk down to this coffee shop that's on the beach and we'll do that and we'll walk back. Well, it started raining again. So it just rained every single day. But what the father wound up revealing to us in that is that what was happening was creation was responding to manifest sons of God walking in the earth. So what was happening when we were going outside on these walks is we were looking around and we were appreciating the beauty of what he'd created. So we were looking at the ocean and appreciating the smell and the sound and the waves and the coolness and the feel of the water on our feet. And we were appreciating the sand under our feet and the birds flying. And we were just looking around and truly this was most of our conversation was just, we were like ooing and awing over everything around us just because there was a lot of beauty in it. And I will tell you, if we hadn't been in this place of rest, we probably would have been walking around talking about whatever it is that we need to do, or we're not getting done or what we're worried about or whatever. But when we started focusing on creation, creation started responding. And this isn't me making this up. This is what the father started showing us. He's like, as you're doing this, the reason that it's raining is because creation's responding back to you. As you are acknowledging it and its beauty and what I've created it to be, it's responding back to you. And so that was, this was a big mind blowing thing, at least for me. I don't know about for you, Josh. Um, But number one, to have the father pretty much say hey you're doing it you're walking as a manifest sun on the earth but i think that's what we're supposed to be doing so as citizens of heaven we're focused on him and what he's already done and partnering with that in the earth and as we do that the earth responds to us we're not responding to the earth you know what i mean so it's just a, it really is a shift and we keep saying this word, but it's a shift of perspective and it is not focusing on whatever it is that dictates things here and what governs here. It's really focusing on him, partnering with that and walking it out in the earth. And it can be that simple. That's what I would say. Josh, do you have anything to add to that that I missed? Cause you had probably a different experience than I did. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I have a lot to add to it but I can second what you said of you know it took it was a it was an experience it was a couple of weeks it took a little while to untether from that system where um, your value is based on your productivity mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with being productive there's nothing wrong with accomplishing things but the world system puts us in a place where that is you know you're valued based on how much you can produce and in the kingdom you're valued for being a son and then you can produce with the father then you can create with the father and you can partner with creation and you can partner with other sons and you know the you can you can do the things that other people do, but you're doing it from a different place. You're doing it from a different value system and it totally changes your mindset of how you accomplish those things. Yeah.
0: That, that's so huge. What you said, you, you work with the father, you produce with the father, you create with the father. And so it just reminds me, and we talk about this all the time that Jesus said, I only do what I see the father doing. And so Jesus wasn't trying to produce out of his own will, or his own desire out of the flesh or whatever. We know he didn't sin, but really what he showed us was what it was like to not just to be a citizen of heaven, but to be a son of God mm-hmm. um, truly and how to function in that only so that we're not spinning our wheels, li- living out of busyness, living in stress or anxiety, thinking that that all we need to do is produce, produce, produce. So I, I wrote that down. My value is not based on my productivity. Um, a lot of people and you think about this it's it, when people have a genuine desire to know the Father and to be in relationship with him and have a good walk, one of the things I hear people say and pray all the time and I've been saying this for some time now you can you can tell a lot about what people believe by the things that they pray. And so they will pray, Lord use me. God, I just want to be used. I just want to be used for your glory. I just want to do what you want me to do. Just show me where to go, show me what to do. I just want to do, 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 do. And we still make it all about this doing thing that if you know we're bringing that mentality of productivity and our value into our relationship and saying, okay, I was doing this for the world. Now I just want to do this for you. Well, oftentimes he just wants us to be Right, more than he wants us to do, but it's in that being that he will lead us on what to do. And he's only going to tell us to do what he's doing. Right, He's going to answer that prayer, most often not in the way that we think that he's going to answer it. So it might be, God, I just want to do for you. I just want to do these things. And then he might say, do nothing for two or three weeks while you're in South Africa. And it's just a completely different mindset and mind shift. So we're talking about being a citizen of the world and being a citizen of heaven. Not everything that we do in the world um, is going to build kingdom. But if we only do what the father leads us to do through our relationship with him, then we will build kingdom. And so we can be really busy and accomplish nothing or only do what the father shows us and be actually building the kingdom. Yes. That
1: that makes me think of Um, just my foreign mission work over the years. Um, One of the things that a lot of organizations do is they go into another culture and they tell them what they need, what they're needful of. And a lot of times they get it wrong and they do a lot of work that isn't really what people really need in the deepest part of their being. Um, It might be a useful thing, but it's not what is most needed. Um, and so I think it's the same w- with the culture of heaven. If you go in with your worldly mindset, wanting to do something <laughs> without asking father or Yeshua, what is it that heaven needs today? What, a, what do you need of for me today? Is it rest? Is it doing, what is it, is it creating? And so going in and asking what is needed and not, your mindset of what should be happening right. is really helpful.
3: It is really helpful. And it may be a practice that you have to repeat over and over until you kind of get the hang of it again. I mean, we went across the world for a month so that the father could get us to untether from this system and just do this. So it's not, I mean, I hope that it is an overnight switches flipped for you, but it isn't always that way. I mean, you think about you get so tethered, you get so tangled up, I would even say, in some of these systems that you've lived in for your whole life. That yeah, it would it's it's fine if it takes some time to get unwound from that. Um, to untangle that, to untether that. Um, but the important part is to really lean on him to lead you in that. Because when you start doing it out of your own will, you're building your own kingdom again. You know what I mean? And so it, it has to be him. Again, we went thinking, hey, we're doing this new system thing. And he's like, no, you have to get out of this system before you can make any new system. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think that's so important. Good stuff.
0: So during uh, during our meeting here, our recording, we had uh, Dottie jump on. So we just want to say hello Hi, to Dottie. Dottie. Hi, Dottie. Hello, hello. Do you want to say hi? Dottie, you kind of jumped in on the middle of our conversation, but got some of the real good meat there oh. towards the end. Do you have anything to say?
5: Oh, it's just perfect for what God's been bringing me through. Since January, because I allowed it, but the previous January is when he asked me to look around. And I think I had a vision of when you said tethering, it reminded me of I was in the middle and I had a vision of all these things that were I was putting plates all around me. And I had all these tethers to all the things that I was doing, mostly volunteer. And I saw God just wanted just to like and cut, cut all those things down. And uh, things that were still spinning were going to still spin, but not to worry about it. And I knew he wanted me to let go, but it was hard to say no and let people down when there were still needs. So it took this January and I just happened to, um, and I spoke with Kim and Christine and said, I need to back out of all ministry and it's hard. And it was, but I still have two more things that I have to do. I, you know, I'm not going to leave them a alert because I'm kids church, you know, things in the future. And Christine said, didn't you say the Lord said, stop from all things? Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but they were happy for me. They understood, um, maybe not, whatever, however, they were very understanding and encouraging. And, and I can't say I've used all the time wisely because I'm like, well, now I don't know what to do with my time. What do I do? Who am I? Even my tutoring went down to like so little. And he's just showing me, I just want you to be, And I still don't know how to work through that. And so I I need, but he keeps saying, don't go to that person. Don't go to that person. Stop listening to them. Just come to me. And I'm still working that out. And I'm so grateful for his patience. And when you said just be, Kim, I I just resounded with everything you said he told you in, in Africa. Just, well, stop doing. And my husband will be happy for me to keep you know, making more income so that he can retire when it's time to retire. And at first I thought in the old days, um, I would have felt pressured. But Mm -hmm. in the old days, he also said, you can always say no, but he really appreciated me working. Now I was, I thought for a second, "Ah, now I'm pressured, but I really don't have the energy to to bring on more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not receiving that. I'm receiving from the Lord. Just rest and listen. And when you said, Wait, don't do anything until you hear from him. Yes, I need to sit. And uh, he gave me the song about, you know, anyway, a song about asking Yahweh, Yeshua, and Ruach HaKodesh, what do you want me to do today? And listen first. Now I need to learn how to sit here, enjoy all these beautiful, I keep taking pictures of all the nature around me and going for walks very beautiful oh and when you said something about the raining on the beach mm-hmm. the last two times we've been on the beach especially this past weekend we've been on the beach because we don't go very often even though I live in Vero Beach 15 minutes from the beach it sprinkled when we before we even got there it was kind of too cold for you to even sit down and this is May in Vero Beach Florida and it started sprinkling but we stayed in there and then just you know it stopped and sprinkled again stopped and then the sun came out but we stayed there for the half an hour of the on and off rain first under a shelter and then out on the beach. And I never thought about how, because we were so enjoying nature that it was responding to us. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So thank you. Good words.
0: So and I just want to, I just want to say something real quick on this idea of rest. Um, cause it tends to tends to be a point of, uh, what we're talking about today. And I think especially with being a citizen of heaven, citizens of heaven know what it's like to rest because that is a, um, a representation. It is a, um, an attribute of the father is to, is to rest. Um, obviously we have the seventh day he rested from his works in Hebrews. It says those who are in Christ Jesus have, uh, rested from their works also as the father has rested from his, um, there's so much there, but I just want to look at this idea of shalom, and how it it means peace, but it means kind of a a wholeness. It's holistic. Um, it's it in shalom, all things work together, um, in sync, in, in accordance to the Father's heart and the Father's will. And so when we look at creation, He worked and He made all these things. He created. Um, and then he blessed it as good, but then on the seventh day he rested. So when he he gave command and one of the phrases that he gave me when I was in South Africa was that the order of Yahweh is Shalom. So when we talked about God's order, God's will, God's desire, it's always Shalom, all things working together and truly without rest, you don't have Shalom without the seventh day of rest. You don't have the seven days of creation. You have six So you've got that seventh day of rest that is woven into the fabric and the spirit of what Yahweh created. And he invites us into that. So when he gives the commandments and he says, observe the Sabbath and keep it holy, he set apart a day, but his commandment was an expression of his heart for a holistic, um, existence and it included rest and it doesn't happen without rest. And even, don't they say that the Sabbath starts the week as opposed to ending the week? Is that right? Or mm-hmm. So you, you start from rest. You don't work then rest. You don't do a bunch of stuff and then say, oh, I'm tired. I need to chill out. The way he ordered it was saying, okay, you're going to start the week with rest and then you're going to work from rest and then you're going to rest again. And so it's woven into the fabric of who we are as citizens. And so, and I'm not saying I do this perfectly. I'm talking a lot about the idea of rest, not having actually experienced a lot of it, which I think happens to a lot of Christians. We know a lot of scripture. We know a lot about God. We have very little experience with actually stepping into that. Um, but it's good to be reminded and encouraged. <laughs> and so as citizens of heaven, um we we prioritize rest. We know that we cannot do and just be, and we are at peace and, and for lack of a better phrase in God's good graces, like we're we're in right standing with the Father, even at rest.
2: Even just to take what you said a step further about the days of the week, um, the Hebrew day starts at sundown. And so even, you know, every week starts with rest, but even every day starts with rest before you go into any doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the you know, the hebraic way of thinking is pretty circular. So you start hand you in the beginning is the the end, the first is the last, you know, everything is is circular. And so it it's always starting and ending everything. Out of a place of rest, which is just a different mindset than what we're used to seeing. Yeah.
4: I think with um, what's happened in the world with the COVID, Mm -hmm. we know that was a spirit of fear, but I believe it was a way of God slowing everyone down, stopping you in your tracks so that you could listen to Him. Because during the COVID, that's when he showed me to step into the heavenly realm. I didn't know anything about the heavenly realm, but finally, I was still enough to listen. And I was um, noticing, like, on the in- classes I would do with Christine, mm-hmm. there were so many people knew during that time that finally. He could get everyone's attention to say, Hey, listen to me. So I think, you know, the enemy wanted it for bad and we know there were bad things that happened, but God used it for his glory. He opened up a new realm to so many of his children that didn't even know this was possible.
3: Absolutely. I think you're right on with that. And I think it's important to recognize that too. Um, I think one of my favorite things last year during March and April, when all of the quarantine and lockdown kind of stuff started happening was <laughs> at, at least in our neighborhood, we actually started seeing our neighbors from afar, but people were like actually stepping outside of their house not just in their car. So in the U S at least in this area, a lot of people do this whole, they are in their house, they go to their garage, they get in their car, they drive off to wherever they're going to go. And then they turn around, come back, park in their garage, go into their house without ever stepping foot outside and seeing their neighbors or anything. Um, But during the lockdown, it was interesting to see people really stepping outside of their homes just to be outside, just to have fresh air and to see other humans. And I think it was such a welcome, at least for me, a welcome reprieve to this inundation of technology where we only know people through a screen Um, and to really like people just had this reinvigorated draw. one another and to have actual contact and actual meaningful relationship and i think that was beautiful so i think it was beautiful like person to person and people to the lord it was just such a good drawing Mm -hmm.
4: i don't have that in my neighborhood the houses are so far apart it's like farm country amish country i've lived here 32 years and i know one neighbor on this mile and a half, two mile road. So there's a lot of things spiritually going on on this street that we talked about, but people don't actually come out. Yeah.
0: Does anyone have any f- other final comments?
5: I think God's really showing me the active rest, Mm -hmm. and um, it's something from the inside that your outside is resting, but the inside is just so full of movement and life and living water uh, when you're paying attention to him outside and inside. It's kind of like when you go to worship, sometimes you're, you're like this and you're moving and moving. And you're seeking, you know, even when you're saying, I exalt you glory to you, Lord. But when you physically stop your body from moving to the beat and just focus up there, there's so much power that goes through centralized focus. Instead of this movement, it's like a huge, like a fire hose of water coming up into heavens and reaching up. It's, God's showing me a different way of resting. Mm-hmm. And then and like, there was one Bible verse that had two mm-hmm. verbs, and one was a passive verb and one was an active verb. And they actually meant the opposite in Hebrew. Um, it was just really cool. I saw it a long time ago and I notated it, but I can't remember the verse. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. rest, he's teaching me the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> ha <for you>, <laughs> <laughs> that kind
3: of joke. <laughs> I love nice that. Song. I would say, if I have one final thought, it is, I would just really encourage people to go to the Lord and have him show you where your citizenship has been, and if it's not from heaven, to ask him how to shift that because he's good and he's faithful and he'll lead you every step of the way. It doesn't have to be complicated. um, But it really is focusing on him.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for uh, listening to, or thank you all kingdom builders who are on the recording today. And then also all of our kingdom builders who continue to support us and check out the, uh, the podcast as well. And we'll be back uh, next month and maybe we'll have the whole crew here and that'll be yeah. that'll be a good time. So remember, head over to patreon.com slash kingdom builders to find out more about our ministry and what's going on and how to support uh, what we're doing here with the ministry. And so, and how no, to partner with that's, us. That's what I meant. Partner. That see, I need yes. Kim Kim, you just I need you to do the endings so that <laughs> I get all of the words correct.
3: <laughs> You're funny. Um, I no, we script. just we just want to partner with you partner, again. Partner, it, partner. it really is about focusing on heaven and doing kingdom work and really partnering with the Father to build his kingdom. And so again, we wanna partner with other people who are about the same stuff and that's really what it is so let us support you um let us walk beside you um reach out if you need anything if you have any questions or anything like that so until next time be blessed seek the father we love you,
4: you Bye.